So as many of you know, uh, we have three little boys uh, here at home. Uh, our youngest is named Ander. Uh, it's kind of like Ander's son, but without the son. So just Ander. Uh, he is three years old, and I really just love this age uh, of being a three-year-old. And one thing that's kind of special uh, about this age is that you get to see different ways that they start to like mimic everyone else in the house. Little phrases, little mannerisms. Um, Ander knows uh, so many names of Star Wars characters that it's just incredible. Again, he's three years old and he doesn't just know the main ones, you know, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, he knows them, but he knows he knows Boba Fett, he knows who Bosk, the bounty hunter is, and Wicket, the Ewok. Uh, he just picks up so much from his brothers. Uh, it's just kind of fun to watch. But one of my favorite things is this little phrase uh, that he says, this little uh, line, and uh, Ander really likes to, uh, to just use this a lot, and, and it's always comical. So if you ever like drop something, if something falls on the ground, uh, often it'll happen if he's uh, you know, in the car and he's got his, his McDonald's chicken nuggets uh, and, and one of them falls out of the little container and it falls uh, onto his lap or he drops his bowl of cereal, he will always say, are you kidding me? Uh, and he just yells it out uh, in the cutest uh, little three-year-old voice, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, but the reality is that the people who are around us, the people that we place ourselves around in everyday life, uh, they influence us. Uh, and they influence us in big ways uh, and in small ways. Let's pray. Lord God, uh, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for modern technology and the ability that we have to, to still meet, uh, even though we are uh, far apart that we can be relationally close. Uh, we thank you for uh, just the stability we have as the church to continue to thrive and function as the church uh, around the world. Uh, even though we can't meet in buildings, Lord, we are still the church and we are your church. And we ask that you would use us uh, in mighty ways. Lord, we pray for uh, all those who are sick, who are feeling ill, uh, that you would bring healing to their bodies uh, near us here in California and around uh, our nation and around the world, that you would be a God of healing and restoration, that you would be a God that reaches out to them uh, and heals them. Lord, we pray for all the healthcare workers, that you would watch after them, that you would be with them, and that you would, uh, again, uh, keep them safe. And all those who continue to work uh, during this time that you would also keep them safe. And Lord, we just pray uh, ultimately that as we come to your word today, as we come to scripture, that you would illuminate it to us, that you would have this not simply be words uh, from me uh, to you, uh, to others, that it would be words from God, uh, and that it would speak truth uh, into our lives, Lord. So Lord, we ask that you bless this time, and I pray that you'd be with each one listening and I'll be with them for their whole day and their week ahead. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we've been going through this uh, sermon series um, here, this series where uh, during the, the time of Lent, which is 40 days 
uh, stretching from Ash Wednesday all the way to Good Friday, uh, leading up to Easter. Uh, we've been looking at different periods of time of this 40-day this time period uh, in Scripture, and there's a lot of them, and it's very significant. Uh, so today, we are going to look at uh, the one I read for you earlier, uh, the, the time period of Jesus where he has come uh, back on Easter. He's, he's already done that here, but he hasn't ascended to heaven yet. Uh, and there's 40 days where he continues to show up with his disciples, and it's a time of transformation uh, in their lives where they go from being followers to leaders, uh, and they go on to, to lead the church uh, going forward. One of the earliest known accounts uh, of of the Gospels, or the stories of Jesus' life, uh, is the Gospel of Luke. And the Gospel of Luke is actually a two-part series. Uh, you have the Gospel of Luke, uh, which you know, we're, we're familiar with, and then the Book of Acts, which most of us think is something separate. But actually, Luke and Acts is one uh, extended story. Uh, and Acts starts with uh, a risen Jesus. Easter has already happened. Uh, and he's now spending time with his disciples, preparing them. Uh, and we read uh, in Acts chapter 1 that the main part of what he is teaching, the main lesson is that he's teaching them about the kingdom. Uh, he is teaching them about the kingdom of God. And this is, a, this is a main theme that we see all the way from, from the beginning of Luke all the way through to the end of Acts, is that that God is doing something new, and that God is doing a new kingdom, and, and through Jesus there's this new humanity uh, that's coming, and, and at Christmas, or at Easter, uh, it's when that new humanity uh, has kind of made its first steps, and it will continue forward. Uh, now, Jesus' disciples here are learning about all of this, and they're understandably excited. They're very excited to go out and to spread uh, this news out to other people. And Jesus tells them, tells them to, to hold on uh, for just a minute, to wait, to wait in Jerusalem uh, where they are. And he says that he will be sending them a new kind of power, uh, that he'll be sending them a new gift, that he will be sending them uh, the Holy Spirit uh, to empower them and to strengthen them and and to cause them to be able to uh, be faithful witnesses uh, around the world of who God is and what he has done through Jesus. And we hear this phrase that, that we often use uh, in the church where Jesus tells them that their mission uh, will kind of stem out from where they currently are. So they're in Jerusalem, and he tells them that it will start in Jerusalem, uh, and then it will continue out. Uh, in kind of these concentric circles. It will continue out to Samaria and Judea, and it will continue all the way out to the ends of the world, and that Jesus will use them to reach all people uh, around the world. But it's going to start right in their own backyard. It's going to start right where God has placed them. We read in verse 9 that disciples saw Jesus ascend to heaven, to take his place on the throne as the king of all creation. And if you keep reading, you see the disciples waiting for this power to come, waiting for uh, what the church calls Pentecost, 
uh, this event where the Holy Spirit rains down on them in tongues of fire um, and covers them and they're given empowerment and May 21st uh, of this year, Sunday, May 21st, is Pentecost Sunday, uh, and we will talk a lot about that then. But for today, uh, I want to focus on uh, the disciples here in their, their time of preparation, their time of transformation. For 40 days, they have been learning from a resurrected Jesus, and they have been transformed. The disciples, Jesus' followers, they will be the ones to carry this good news forward. And Jesus is turning them from simply followers uh, into leaders. He's taking them from, from being the disciples uh, to being the apostles. He's taking them from being followers to being leaders. He's taking them from simply being the ones who fled and hid when Jesus was arrested and as he was crucified, to the ones who would fearlessly preach the name of Jesus all around to all the nations. So, what does this mean for us today? What does this mean for us some 2,000 years later as followers of Jesus, right here, right now, in this moment? I want you to think back if you will, to a time in your own life. Can you think of a time where Jesus was preparing you for something? Maybe you knew what was about to happen. Maybe you knew what he was preparing you for, or maybe you didn't. Maybe it wasn't until far after uh, that you look back uh, in your own history and, and you can see that God was doing something that God was doing something at this time and that he was working in you and he was preparing you uh, for something he was about to do. Maybe some of you are saying that this hasn't happened in your life. Uh, you know, I believe that's okay. Uh, I believe that God uses people powerfully uh, sometimes and, and he acts in their lives and I think that God has plans for all of us. But, but for those of you uh, that this applies to. For those of you that you can think of a time uh, where God has been preparing you for something, I want you to just reflect on that uh, for a few seconds here. Just reflect on what that time was like. Again, we've been thinking of a time where, where God was using us. Uh, a time where God saw where we were uh, and decided not to leave us there. He saw how we'd been acting, how we'd been treating others, and he decided he was going to transform us even just a little bit closer and closer into his image. Uh, and I want to ask you this other question. What in your life is preventing right now everything that we're going through, everything our nation is going through, everything that you're going through in your own house, your own feelings, your own tensions, your own anxieties. Uh, what is preventing this moment from being precisely one of those moments in your own life? What is preventing this moment from being a moment that you will look back on in years and months to come and you will say, God was doing something. God was doing something in my life. He was preparing me 
to reach people in a new way. He was preparing me to love people in a new way. See, Jesus was calling his disciples to be witnesses in Jerusalem, which is where they were, uh, in Samaria, in Judea, which is the places you know, all around them, places nearby, and all the way to the ends of the earth. Well, all of that started with where they were. It started in Jerusalem, and it starts for us where we are, where we are right now, the people we are with, the people we are surrounded by. Uh, it starts here at this place. What would it look like for you to bear witness to Jesus right now where he has put you? Not, not waiting and saying, oh, when, someday, when all this is back to normal, uh, and when I can go outside, and when I can uh, you know, talk to, to strangers, and I can be closer than six feet, and I can do all this stuff, then maybe God will use me. No, what does it look like right now to say, God has placed me here. God has placed me uh, right in my own home, right, right amongst my closest people. To me, and I'm going to be a witness to Jesus Christ here. I'm going to influence them for Christ right here. I believe God has plans for each one of us during this time. And I believe that even today, God wants to use you. God's not saying, put your life on hold, put your witness on hold. And when this time passes and you go back to your normal lives, then, then uh, go ahead and try to love other people. I believe that God is telling us right now, at this time, that he is giving us opportunities to grow. Uh, as he places us close together, he gives us clear opportunities to grow. He shows us ways that we need him, uh, ways that, that we become impatient with others, ways that we become impatient with even ourselves and and I believe that this is an important time. Uh, this can be an important time in your family. This can be an important time in your relationship. This can be an important time in your friendships. So I urge you, don't waste it. Don't waste uh, this time that we have. Don't, don't simply say, when this is all over, then I will go back to something else. But use this time. Use this time for God's glory and use this time uh, to reach out in love. Now, remember in the beginning, I was talking about Ander and I was talking about uh, his, his amazing ability that he has to pick up on little words and phrases uh, used in our house. And I want you to just think of the opportunity that we all have. I mean, we're all like him. We all are formed and being continually reformed and transformed by our relationships with other people. Uh, I think of uh, rocks uh, in a river, and as the water flows, and, and as it uh, covers the rocks, and the rocks move, they, they rub and they shake against each other, and they grind down rough edges. And, and sometimes our own houses, our own places where God has put us, can feel like those rivers. It can feel like a place where we're we're being formed. We're rubbing against each other. We're, we're, we're having some of those rough edges smoothed out. And, and this is a time 
where God can use us uh, to influence each other? What would it look like if your kids uh, or your spouse or just yourself, if you came out of this time closer to God than you went in? Uh, that's what this whole season of Lent is about. That's what this 40 days of Lent has always been about. It's about a time to pause, a time to slow down, a time to reflect on our relationship with Christ, and a time to get right with God before we reach uh, into Good Friday, and before we reach into Easter. It's a time to return to Him. Uh, so I encourage you to do that, and I encourage you to think about how you can do that as a family. You know, I can just think, uh, I just think that there really isn't anything better that we can do right now uh, as the church uh, and as families and as loved ones and as people uh, who live life together. I, I think this is the highest calling uh, that we can have right now.